Hello. Hello and welcome to the It's a Drama podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Brian. And today we've got a bit of a different show for you. It is. It's a behind the scenes show. It's a a deep dive into what's been going on and it's not really the 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 normal kind of show. So just to forewarn you there, it's a it's, it's <laughs> It is. It's not going to be as funny as what we normally are. And so it's just a bit of a, um, like you say, a different show. But we just need to put you in place of of where we are. Not so much put you in place, but just, hey, fill you in. You're bring our you listeners. Yes, and bring you up to date. The reason I'm sharing this podcast is because this is a podcast. The It's a Drama podcast is a podcast about a couple, me and Bri, with two kids who travel the world. They make money online. They are married and they spend every week documenting this on a podcast in the hope to inspire and entertain and maybe educate a little bit here and there. It's just about this whole podcast is about navigating life. Um, I'm 52. Brian is 60. Old fart. And it's about, yeah, it's about sharing everything that comes with that. Like, you know, we've got a 22-year-old and a 19-year-old and anyone who's been following this podcast for a while will know that it's just about documenting the life there, just what we're all going through. This is also a comedy podcast <laughs> and I have to warn you that today's episode is, is I'm going to, I mean, maybe Bri there, you're going to, you're going to bring it up a little bit, Bri, lift the tone a well, little bit. Well, I always try to, but uh, you, you, all I've got to do is listen to what you've got to say, Liz, and see if there's a, I can, a, little a, moment a, there. a, a moment that you yeah. can just laugh, have a little bit of, yeah. you know, fun. Because we see the humour in, in everything. We try and see the humour in everything. And that's what this podcast is yeah. about. It's about the... Just the the lifting of life, it's you know. The only just thing the thing that keeps you going. It you know, is. It's, you've got to get that um, that chuckle muckle, chuckle muckle. There you go. I like a chuckle. Muckle. I like a chuckle muckle. There's muckle. nothing better than laying in bed yeah. at night and feeling your chuckle. Chuckle muckle. muckle. Yeah, that's it. Is it there? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's shrinking. It's a little bit small that's now, it. but it's still there. That's it. This podcast is also about transparency. It's also about honesty and realness, and that is the one thing that I. I want to say pride myself on that I've always tried to be so 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 real with you and honest and upfront and 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 everything like that. So it would be wrong of me not to share what is going on in in our life at the moment. I wouldn't feel it wouldn't it doesn't feel right. It feels bloody difficult to do it. I can tell you that. And it, it probably would be a lot easier to just think, do you know what? Let's not even go there and let's not discuss this. But what would that mean? You know, as, a, as what we promote and what we represent, it wouldn't be right. So we only we thought it was only right to come on this week and share the struggles and the lows, as well as you seeing all the highs. And, you know, you see this couple that go off traveling the world with their kids and then you might see us going to Europe for six months. And, you know, we're house making sitting in Napier. Yeah, house sitting and yeah. it's all bloody wonderful and it's just you have been with us from the start and you deserve to know everything that's going on as well as all those wonderful fantastic things that are happening so here we go you know we've 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 I've put put off making this podcast episode for the last two weeks and because I haven't been brave enough I haven't been strong enough to do it and there might be I'm warning you there might be some tears um but yeah we're just gonna we're just gonna jump in and tell you what's been going on so regular listeners of this show will know that we went house sitting in Napier for five weeks we are huge house sitting fans we promote it massively anyone who asks us we're like yeah house sitting is the best thing and it is and we found this wonderful little house sit on the east coast of the North Island of New Zealand in Napier, where we decided to go and have a break and take five weeks. Um, regular listeners to this show will also know, because we made a few podcasts while we were in Napier, that we just dropped hints here and there about things that were just not going <laughs> According to plan. And it was bloody cold, that house, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> it was a freezing cold house. That's Bri's biggest gripe. Yeah. And as a result, 10 days ago, or last, I can't even remember the days, so last week ago, we, we left that house sit a week early. 
something that we've never ever done before in the five years of house sitting. We've never let people down. We've never come home early, but this time we had to return home a week early. And in just a while later on in the show, I'm going to tell you why we did. But first of all, I feel as if I need to introduce you to someone that I never talk about on this show. Although she has been on the show once. She has. Yes. She has been on the show once. And that's my mum. And uh, yes, I just want to talk about my mum for a while, for just for a minute. I just want to run through um, a little bit about this, this, this lady who is behind everything that I've ever done and will go on to do in the future. Yeah. And I'm a huge part of my life too. Yes. Yeah. Which is unusual for a mother-in-law because most, most, most people say, oh, the bloody mother-in-law, but this, this particular mother-in-law is a, is a great one. Like, yeah. So here we are. Let me just tell you where we are. We're in our bedroom in New Zealand. I've got my pajamas on. Bryce made me a cup of tea. Tessa's home. She's in the kitchen rehearsing. She's got she's got an audition and she's rehearsing. You may hear it. For a part, she's singing her little heart out in the kitchen next door. Maggie's in with us, the dog, because she's got a nervous disposition and suffers yeah. from anxiety, so she can't be two foot away from me. So she's laying by my feet. Like I say, I'm in my pyjamas. We've got the table set up. I've got my man opposite me, holding my hand for strength. I've got my honeysuckle on the table. I've got my my green tea. Sonny's in his bedroom doing something online. We're all here. We're That's all great. in the house. Uh, I was just thinking, you know, when we were doing this podcast, that it's so nice that this last week that all four of us have been under the same roof. Yeah. Which is just, it's it's just that you feel that energy. You yeah. Know? You just know it's there. And it it's is. just like you sleep so much better. You, you do, really do, don't you? You, know? you really yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird thing that. So let me just run down and give you a, 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 a quick look on my mum, who she is and what she has done for me over the last 52 years. But let's let's just say the last 35 years. This woman is um, the biggest part of my life. Without her, I am not, I wouldn't do all the things that I've done. But I know a lot of people say that. They're like, you know, without you, I wouldn't have done it. But I'm just going to run through a few of the things that my mum has influenced me in my life. So my mum had me when she was 17 years old. Um, um, do you know what I was just going to say that? I was going to say I, w- I was 17 and she was 17, but that isn't yeah. true. <laughs> I, was, I was born and she was 17. Yeah. I've got a brother and a sister and she had my younger sister, my, my little sister, when she was 22. So very young mum. Her marriage to my dad was was a rocky one. And when I was 18, they got divorced. And then five years later, my mum met another man called Kev. And they've been together ever since. So that's my mum. And that, that that was who she is. To sum up the last 35 years with my mum and how she's given me the strength that she's given me, This is what it's looked like. She is the most positive, optimistic, determined, strong woman that you will ever meet in your life. When I was 28, I wanted to buy a cafe with Bri, move away from our hometown and live in the city of Bath. Having never done anything like this before, my mum was there behind me saying, do it. I'll come and work for you. I'll come and help you run it. I'll, I'll be there if you need any help. Just do it, Liz. Just do it. So I did. And, and like she said, she was always there. She, she got on a train. She lived in Portsmouth, which is a two-hour drive away from where we were. Uh, train it, ride? It, a train ride, yeah. And it was a really slow. It, was, it wasn't like a proper intercity train, as they called it. It was one of those branch line trains, wasn't it? Like, yeah. You know, like three carriages coming all the way from, um, you know, sort of like a commuter train. Yeah. Coming all the way from Portsmouth. And every day she would get on this train at six o'clock in the morning and she'd take the two hour train ride to our cafe in Bath so she could work with me and Bri and run the cafe with us and just be there to support us. Yeah, I think she was a bit sneaky though. She used to leave before we closed and not help clean up because she had a two hour train ride. <laughs> she got out of all the hard <laughs> she stuff. She about Bri. seven o'clock. Yeah, and, and to be honest, just... I think she only worked there so she could eat all the cakes, I to be honest. Was, yeah. 
Um, when I was 38, me and my sister emigrated to New Zealand. Uh, sorry, my, my sister emigrated to New Zealand and my mum and I and Tess went out to visit her for a three week trip. And we went out there and I fell in love with New Zealand and so did mum. And my mum said to me, you know, we had that conversation that you have when you go somewhere far, far away. And you're like, oh, imagine what it'd be like to live here. And my mum said, Lizzie, you need to move here. You need to raise your family here. I mean, this is coming from a woman that had my brother in England, you know, with all his grand, her grandchildren and my grand, you know, my family were in England and she could see that I loved New Zealand so much that she just said, you need to leave me and everything you know, and you need to emigrate to New Zealand. And I was like, no, I know, because like, I'm not leaving you. And she's like, no, no, do it, do it, because I can make it work. Like, I'll come and see you for six months or I'll live out there and then come back to England for six months. I'll never, you know, I'll always be here for you. Just do it. Just do what you want to do. Just do what is best for your family. And, and that's how she was. And, and so we moved to New Zealand. We emigrated to New Zealand. And of course, regular listeners of this show will know that story. And if you don't, you can go to NZ Ahead and, and find out all the podcasts about that. And as Bryce said earlier in the in the show, me and mum made a podcast episode about her decision to... Leaving her family. Leaving her yeah. family. Yeah. When I moved to New Zealand, I'd been here two years and I had this, this long dream that I'd always held about homeschooling my children, but I was so insecure and so doubtful because I wasn't a teacher and I didn't know anything about homeschooling or I just thought it was for weirdos, you know, like devout religious people or hippies or whatever. And I confided in my mum and she was nothing but a million percent encouraging and said, do it, Liz, just do it. Which I did. Which you did. And you know, thank goodness you did do that because, yeah. um, you know, as so many people now are starting to realise how good that homeschooling is for, for kids. I know. Like, you know? I was and ahead of my like, time well, there, We were 10 years ahead. Yeah. I was. Really, really were. You know, and people say now to us, oh, you know, we have so much trouble at school, or this, that and the other. And it's just like, oh, do you know what? Just get rid of that peer pressure and bring them home. But it's very easy to say bring them yeah, home when is. you haven't got the support of family because I exactly. meet so many people again, not digressing here, but meet so many people who want to homeschool and their parents are saying to them or the grandparents or their aunt are saying, you'll fail. Yeah, how you dare know, you do that? Yeah, you, you're yeah. letting your kids down by doing this. Well, my mum was the opposite. My mum was just, do it. You're going to succeed. You want to do, do it. Homeschooling. I wanted to travel the world with Bri and my family. Um, anyone who has read my book will know about that, about that over, overwhelming feeling of, look, we need to travel as a family. We need to give everything up and travel the world. But I had a dog and I had a four bedroomed house and I had two cats and five sheep and it just felt hard. And one day me and mum were painting Tessa's bedroom together and I was confiding in her. I told her that, you know, me and Bri had this dream about traveling the world and she just looked at me and said, do it, Liz, just do it. And I said, mum, how can I? What about the dog? I'll have the dog. I'll have the dog. I'll look after your house. I'll rent it out and I'll be here if, in case there's any problems. You just go and travel the world with your family. This is what you want to do. Just do it. And so I did. <laughs> and so we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. And it was the best thing in the world. Yeah. And that woman was back at home holding... You, you know, just holding, holding the, fort. the fort. There yeah. you go, holding yeah. the fort. Yep. Nothing but positivity. Every time I phoned her, nothing but positivity. Um, when I came home, I said I wanted to, I was, I'd started my blog then and I was putting out little bits and pieces online and, you know, just dipping my toes in the waters of podcasting and writing and blogging. And my mum sent me a message once. I wrote something and I put it on Facebook and she sent me a message and she, and the message said, Liz, whatever it is you're thinking of doing in life, unless it is writing and creating, don't do it. This is what you were born to do. You are a storyteller. You are a writer. You are these things, this creative, you know, just do what you were born to do, Liz. And that is when I went on and thought, I'm going to write a book. Last year, Brian booked me and him and 
uh, the kids flew over to Greece and he booked a trip for six months in Europe. Um, he bought a car and we drove from England to Greece and did a six month trip. But at a time when he told me that he'd booked this trip for my 50th birthday, we had Sonny and Tessa living at home and we still have Maggie. Maggie is our dog and now she's getting older and she's getting a little bit incontinent. And like I mentioned earlier, she's getting, you know, she's getting old and she's got these anxious. anxious yeah. She's not an easy dog to look after. And like I say, Sonny and Tess, both at home. So I went to my mum and I said, you know, look, Briar's booked this trip for six months. What about Sonny and Tess? You know, I mean, yes, they, I could just kick them out on the street and go, go and get your own place. Um, but she just said, no, Sonny and Tessa can come and live with me. There'll always be a home here for Sonny and Tess. I will take Maggie. I will take Pandora, your cat. And you just go. You just go and do your six-month trip and, and promote your blog and promote your business and do your New Zealand, you know, just do your community thing and your YouTube and all the things that you want to do. Just go and do them, Liz. So that was a year ago. And then even now, even now, going on this house sit last month for five weeks, you know, five weeks. And I'm thinking, you know, you know this because I, I told you on, on this very podcast, I said to you, oh, Maggie, you know, she's incontinent. She keeps wetting all over the place. I've got to leave her with Sunny and Sunny's busy. And, you know, how is it going to work? And my mum again said to me on the phone, she said, Liz, just go. If Sunny needs me to have Maggie, I'll have her. I'll go over and get her. And she did. She did. So that is just a quick look, a very quick look at just this kind of influence mum has had on my lives, on my decision, on my confidence to do all of these things that I do, that people look at and go, wow, you're so brave. You know, you write this book and you put yourself on the cover and you go around the world. It all comes back to the strength that mum has given me right from the start. You know, just she's always been there for me and right from the start, right there, telling me that I can do it. So that is that. And then, of course, we go away to house it and for five weeks and we do nothing but complain, do we, Brian? Well, it's not so much complain, but um, we go away to, to do do a house set. Normally when you go away for four, four weeks or five weeks, you know, nothing happens, does it? Like, you know, it's just like, oh, yeah, just the usual stuff, you know, oh, there's the, something's blown off the roof of the house or something like, you know, but not nothing major, is it? Like, you know, but that's yeah. what this trip uh, just ended up being. It was just a, It was just a bit weird, wasn't it? It was a bit weird. And it was one of those things and... Again, it's hard when you're promoting travel and house sitting and positivity. You know, when, when your job is to, not even your job, that sounds like really mercenary. It's not a job. It's, it's my nature, our yeah. nature, to just be positive and, and see the positive but in, you've got in everything. To. If you look you at know? the negative in anything, you end up being a negative person. And so we always look at the positive side. And if we can make something a bit funny out of it, then we try to, like, you know. Yeah. And not everything's funny in the world, but it, it it makes a difference. Like we said, go back to when we started. It makes it, if you can laugh about it or you can joke about it, even if it's shit, you can, uh, it, it just, when you finish talking about it, it makes a big difference, doesn't it? Like, you know, it so how you actually feel through the rest of the day. You just say, oh, look at it in a different way then. You know, what if it was easy? That's, that's the, the old thing that you always say to me. What if it was easy? Yeah. You know, you always think things are hard, this or that, that, but what if it was easy? You know, if you keep saying things are hard, then they will be hard, won't mm. they? You know, so we get to we get to our house sit in Napier, and it's a beautiful house. But and we tr and we made a bit of a joke of it because it was cold, and you know we gorgeous were, house. Though, wasn't it, it was yeah. a beautiful house. It yeah. was really great. But you might have heard us say on the last few podcasts, oh, you know, oh, things are just going a bit haywire here because we didn't really want to delve into. Again, you don't want to be like, oh, problems, problems, problems. And I, I always knew that I was going to share this with you. But I just didn't know when. And obviously this, you know, it's now that I'm sharing it with you. So we'd been there five days at this at this house sit. And we were working. We were working on the audio yeah, book. It wasn't a holiday. We'd, we'd gone away to work and take a break as well. But yeah. there was a bit of a break involved in that five weeks. But three weeks was supposed to be full on work, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So 
again, in case you don't know, I've, I wrote a book and we've been working on the audiobook version of that, which is now out, but it wasn't then. We were finishing it off and we were going like working all day on this audiobook. And so we were, and we'd said to ourselves, we'll work for two weeks and then we'll have a three week holiday. And that's what we were promising ourselves, wasn't it, Brian? We were it like, was. we'll just, we'll yeah. just go flat out now and, and then we'll take the time off. Um, so we'd gone off to Napier and, um, with it, we'd been there four days and we get a phone call from Tess. Now, again, regular listeners, you will know that Tessa is living in Wellington. You'll have heard her podcast a couple of weeks ago. She was, she moved down to Wellington on her own when she was 18 and she was struggling for the last few months. Um, she was living in a bit of a dodgy flat and there was, you know, she was scared. She felt a lot of loneliness and then eventually she finds this wonderful flat in this penthouse apartment with this other couple and everything is hunky-dory and everything's going great. And you know what it's like, if your kids are happy, you're happy. And that's all there is to it. You know, if the minute your kids phone you up or come to you and say something's wrong, you, 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 your heart just, it, it sinks, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And she phoned me up and she was just, beside herself she was absolutely sobbing her heart out and we're in Napier she's in Wellington we're looking after two cats obviously we're house sitting we can't just leave and go if I was at home I would have just been on the neck in the, in the car yeah, and it I was eight o'clock at night there. as well so it wasn't exactly early was it I said what's the matter tell me what's the matter and she could barely speak and she just said I've been kicked out we've been kicked out of our flat and she was just, you know, when kids are just, you know, when someone's like really emotional and they're just like, <laughs> like, you know, and she couldn't talk. And immediately every, every bone in my body just wanted to just go to her, like immediately just go to her. Mm. And it transpired that the people that owned the flat and I don't want to be nasty here and I'm not going to be, but the people that owned the flat, it was their, it was her dad that owned it. Yeah. And uh, you know, a little bit entitled, probably. a little bit of a, yeah, entitled madam. And, yeah. you know, just when I say you go, you go and they didn't need the rent because her dad owns the building. And yeah, it was in the contract that they had a four weeks that if they, if they weren't compatible, and yeah, that compatible. Yeah. Is that the best you can come up with? We're yeah. not compatible. No, who, who's, what couple's ever going to be compatible if you yeah. live together each other all the time and share things? And I think, you know, looking, I mean, I won't go into it too much detail here. I'd like Tess to tell you if anything, you know, but I think looking at reading between the lines, the, the, the girl, the, the dad, the dad's daughter, the owner of the flat was a student and because Tess was working and working as a barista and in the theater, she, you know, her, her reasons were you're up too early and you come home too late at night and you're disturbing me and I don't like it. So get out. In, yeah. in, in not, so many words, not, not far, <laughs> um, but Tessa was just like, what, what, what do I do? You know, I've got nowhere to go. I don't know. You know, I've got nothing. I can't. She was just distraught. Hey, she's uh, 19. 19 she's you don't distraught. really know, do you? So all of a sudden you've got four weeks to go. And not only that, you don't want to spend any time in that flat that you have no. to, because the feeling now is that they don't like me. Well, that's it. They, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you know, so it's that, that four weeks is going to be very hard to live with. Yeah. You know. And they said to her, they said, we know you've got four weeks notice, but we'd rather you just went as soon as possible. So, I mean, saying that to someone, it's just like you say. Yeah, the quicker had, the better. Yeah, it's just, yeah. it's just flipping. It's just awful. And anyway, so she phones up and we're in this house sit and it's, you know, it's like I say, if you're at home, you'd either go to her or you'd say, come home. But we're in this house sit. So. With security cameras. With security cameras. <laughs> and. Now, luckily, the owners of the house sit had said to us before they left, look, if you have any guests, you know, if if you if you have anyone use over, the spare bedroom, use it? the spare bedroom. Yeah, don't use our bedroom. So we knew that they were okay about it. So um, I, I'd text her like a couple of days earlier to ask about. If Bearing it, in mind they're in San Francisco, so it would have been the middle of the night for yeah. them. Yeah. And she'd okayed my sister staying for a night. And so I just said to Tess, just come here. So she came to the house sit and she stayed with us for four, three, three, three or, or four nights. nights. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely distraught while she was there, while she was with us. So we're trying to just calm her down, 
try and find flats for her, try and work a way around it, you know, try and really all I wanted to say, Brian, I'll be honest, all I wanted to say is just come home. I know. Just it's give e up it's all It's easier, this isn't it? Yeah, just yeah. come home. Um, but again, going back to my mum and my mum's influence, it's always been that, no, you can make it work. You know, you can be positive. You can just do it. You can, you can do it. So I was trying to keep it. We were both trying to keep everything yeah. positive for mm -hmm. her. So that was that. And she came for three weekends because she just, she came every weekend. Basically. She couldn't bear to be alone. Yeah, it's, again, that, that four week period, um, she's with a partner, but they just, you know, Friday night, I don't want to spend a whole weekend in that flat because there's no nothing to do or yeah, I just don't like the feeling. She just didn't like the feeling. Yeah. She was just really, she was at her wit's end and she just wanted to, to be with her mum and dad is yeah. what it was. And especially the last weekend, she was moving in on the Monday to the new flat, which was th three weeks in a row, wasn't mm. it? So she was moving into the Monday. So she came on the, the Friday night and stayed with us and then left. Yeah. Um, or she was moving on the Tuesday, whatever it was, it, just to minimise how long she could be in that flat. So here she was, she's in Napier with us and we're um, got all this going on. And in the meantime, we're thinking, how can we make content for YouTube and how can we do a podcast <laughs> just do the work stuff. and how can yeah. we finish this audio book and how can we just keep the ball rolling? And, you know, when really everything, every maternal body uh, thing in your body is just going, just forget about all this stuff and just concentrate on your daughter and just, just get mm. her, you know, just make her feel just better. Just be there, just be a mum and dad. Yep. And then 10 days into the house sit. So Tess goes back to Wellington and me and Brian are like, oh, okay, she's gone back. She's got a plan. She's seen loads of things online. She's got other flats to look at. I mean, she it was so brilliant because she found somewhere yep. within a month. So there is a happy ending to that story. You know, and she's it's got their a own place this time. Yeah, she's it? got a yeah. fantastic place For now. the same money that they were paying before. Yeah. So that's that. So she goes back to Wellington for the first weekend and like we'd been there 10 days now in Napier and we were still working on the audiobook and trying to get all that sorted. And then I get a phone call from Sunny and Sunny is just is so strong and independent and just so no trouble whatsoever. Just a great young man. He's a great young man is what Sunny is and he is in a show at the moment. He's in a, a little shop of horrors. Little shop of horrors. Yeah, he plays and the dentist and umpteen other little cameo parts. Yeah, and he'd reassured me. He was like, "You just go away. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to have Maggie for five weeks. Everything's going to be fine. I'm in my show. Just go away and relax." And I see this phone call, and he never phones. He's he's like, it's very rare that he'll phone. He texts me, and then I text him, yeah. and then I'll phone him and bother him and go like, you know, tell me about your life, but. When I saw that he phoned me, I was like, what's going on? So he, uh, anyway, I f he phones me and his relationship that he'd been in for two and a half years came to an end and he split up with his girlfriend and he was just, as you would imagine, just distraught, you know, uh, yeah, it was but just a little bit lost and distraught. It, was yeah. a lot, it, it turned into a long distance relationship, hadn't it? But I think, you know. The, the writing's on the wall with long distance relationships sometimes, isn't it? Like, you know, yeah. you try and try, but then, you know, was it loneliness makes the heart wonder or whatever it is. I don't really know what it is. But. So right now then we're in Napier and I've got my daughter down in Wellington crying because she hasn't got anywhere to live and she's, and then Sonny split up with his girlfriend. I just wanted to, oh, I just wanted to be with him. I just wanted to come home and just talk to him and just be with him and just, just, just work, just be beside him. You know, I'm mm. not saying that I wanted to come and I just wanted to be there. And you want to be there, yes, because we were in hug, don't you? Go, hey, yeah. where are you? But he yeah. knew that, but I you know, know. One of them yeah. Facts. But again, like you say, Bright, it's always the way. It's just like mm. nothing happens, and then all of a sudden, it's just like, like, yeah. what's the chance? Like, you know, it's like you you can go away for six months and nothing happened. Yeah, but you go away for four weeks or five weeks and all this happens. Yeah. Yep. And like I say, two and a half years to be in a relationship with someone. It's not like a little casual thing. I mean, literally, <sighs> I think he, he thought they were going to get married. He what was, did he do? He it, was, so it, it was a great relationship that they yeah. had. Like, you know, it's just that. And uh, it just you know, came to an end yeah. and it's, 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 it's yeah. Yep. And again, I know that the person listening, you listening to this, um, will understand this. Like I say, when you, when you've, when you, when you see, young people whether it's your kids going through that it's just like you just 
you just your heart just wants to be with them and it's yeah, just it you feel torn don't you and yeah anyway so that was that and then so now we're three weeks into the welling uh, to, to into the napier thing and we had two weeks to go and we were like okay the audio book is done and we released a podcast and it was like oh how it's been recording the audio book and we sat and recorded that podcast with the help of some very special friends of mine giving their input and um i think that was on the friday and then tessa said you know can i come back for the for this weekend again and because i just want to see you and i said yep okay come back so we released the audiobook on the friday we, we did the podcast on the friday did all the editing put it all together because it was a video as well wasn't it like you know i don't know whether we've released we've released the video yeah, we we did, haven't we? it's on the same day wasn't it mm -hmm. yeah so it's if you know anything about that sort of stuff it takes time and you you got the clock ticking that tessa's coming a place that's got quite slow internet as well for uploading. So yeah. it was just all like, what's going on? Yeah. 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 And in the meantime, now I'm just texting mum and phoning mum and telling her about Tess and telling her about Sunny and telling her about the audiobook. And she's just like, just, just like she always does. And she always has done is just, 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 oh, it'll be all right. You know, just, just tell, I'll go around and see Sunny. And she took him round a curry and you know, she went and got Maggie and just took Maggie home. This was home. earlier on, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was, it was, it was, it was being overlooked by my mum. Mm -hmm. And then on the Saturday morning, or the, I can't remember now, it was either the Friday or the Saturday, whatever day it was, my mum, so what had happened is six weeks, my mum has always suffered from a bad back. Um, when she was pregnant with my sister, she slipped on a step and cracked the base, chipped the base of her spine when she was eight months pregnant and the doctor or someone told her, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll probably get problems with this later on down, down the line. You know, you, yeah. you, it'll come back to bite you basically. And she always has, she's always had a bit of a bad back. Anyway, just rewind the story a, a little bit. About 10 weeks ago, she went over to my sister's, um, my sister's renovating her house and she was doing some work, I don't know, pulling some wire through or holding some bricks. I don't know what she was doing. Something that just helping out, helping out. Yeah. And she either twisted or or pulled too hard, and she she what she thought she twisted her back, so she was in like really bad pain. She said to me, "Oh God, I've done something to my back, and it's really aching." And you know, I'm going to go to the doctors. So ten weeks ago, she went to the doctors, and the doctor said, "You've twisted a muscle. Um, go and have some acupuncture." So off she goes, and she has the acupuncture for six weeks. Um, it doesn't do anything. She still feels the pain. And she said, you know, oh, it's just getting on my, my mum being my mum, she said, it's just getting on my nerves, this back, like, you know, it's really getting my getting me down now. Um, but I'll keep taking my painkillers and I'll keep massaging it and all the rest of it. And and I'll, I'll hopefully it will go. So that's where I thought she was like, you know, she's got this, this annoying thing on her back that's twisted because she went to, to Gisborne to do all this stuff. And that's that. Mm -hmm. It will be fine. You've always had a bad back. Ever since I've been born, you've complained of a bad back. You know, my back's aching. A couple of weeks will be okay. It's nothing. A couple of weeks, it will be okay. Anyway, she phones me on the Saturday. Me and Brian were having a coffee and she phones me up on the Saturday morning. And She'd had a haircut the day before, hadn't she? Yeah, she'd, I'd paid for her to have her hair cut. She'd gone and had her hair dyed and cut and everything. She said she'd slipped on the pavement or something. That's right. Yeah. And while she was going to the hairdressers, she slipped off the step and jarred her back. Yeah. Um, or jarred her hip. Jarred her hip or something, yeah. yeah. Um, and then she phoned me up on the Saturday and... I said, oh, are you okay? And she said, no, no, I'm not. And for my mum to say that, when I say to my mum, are you okay? And she says, no. It's like, what? What yeah. do you mean? No. Like, I'd never hear those words ever. And she said, no. She said, "This, I've done something to my hip. She said, I can't feel my legs. She said, my legs have just gone numb or one leg had gone numb. And I said, well, that's not right. And she said, no, I know. She said, I phoned the doctors. She said, but they can't see me for two weeks. She said, so... Um, you know, I, I literally can't feel my legs. She said, so I'm I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the hospital. I'm going to go to A&E. And, and I said, oh God, yeah, definitely, mum. Yeah, go and see them. Because obviously mm -hmm. if you can't get seen by a doctor, you go to A&E, it's free here in New Zealand, you know, just go and, and get it sorted. Yeah. Um, I said, how's your back? And she said, no, my back's fine. She said, that that's calmed down now. She said, I think that massage that I had, the acupuncture, I think that's fine now. No, now it's just my leg. So off she goes to the hospital on the Saturday and I'm preparing for test, me and Briar preparing for test coming and, you know, test is arriving at four o'clock on the Saturday afternoon or something like that. 
And we just get the house tidied and just do our bits and pieces and just check to see how the YouTube video is doing. And, you know, we pack all our things away and we're like, okay, we've done the audio book now. That's all released. We've done the podcast. That's all sorted. We can just take two weeks off. We can spend this weekend with Tess. Then she will go back to her new flat that she's she's going to move into. Mm. And we are going to spend the next 10 days or week or whatever it was. Yeah. I think it was 10 days, wasn't mm -hmm. it, Brian? having this holiday. Oh, anyway, my mum goes into hospital where they keep her for three nights. So while she's in there, I'm constantly messaging her backwards and forwards. You okay? And she's like, no, I don't know. They're just doing tests. They're saying they want to look at my legs. They're saying they want an x-ray. They're saying they want a CT scan. They're saying they want an MMR scan. MRI. MRI, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I don't know the words for it, but the MRI scan. And all this time I'm thinking, you know, oh, that's a bit much, isn't it? Because my mum is just still like, you know, she's just still. Just a sore leg. Yeah, she's yeah. being like, this is just bloody ridiculous. Like, I wish I'd never come. You know, I could have just sorted this out at home. And they don't know what they're doing, these doctors. Why are they doing all these tests? It's just stupid. Anyway, backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, just these texts. And by now I'm thinking, you know, what? Oh, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah. And then on Labor Day, um, mom, Kev, my mum's husband, my stepdad, phoned to say um, that she'd had all these tests and the, the legs, the leg thing, um, as a result of the chip spine when she was pregnant, is actually a, a condition called stenosis. Stenosis, I think I'm saying that right. Yeah. And it's where the the nerves to the legs. Explain it's it. It's basically it? um, it's the in between the vertebrae and stuff. They start to get less, and just you know, as you get older, osteoarthritis sort of or the bones start to generate a little bit, and it just means that you're going to get pressure on the spine, which can make things. Um, just your nerves don't work as well to certain places like, you know, I mean, you know, so that that's just happens with certain things, especially if you've, you've jarred it, then normally you, it wouldn't really affect it. But this is like bruise that part of the, the nerve system um, with that jar that she, when she fell off the, um, or, you know, took a, a slip step off the, the pavement, like, you know. Um, so that's what it was. So it was like a deadening of the leg, um, which also then the feeling started to come back and everything. And it's keeps coming and going, doesn't it? it? It's going to be painful for about four or five weeks mm. and that type of thing. Um, but it goes on a little bit further than that because yeah. of the pain that she had in uh, her upper back that she thought was just from what she was doing in in, uh, in Gisborne, wasn't it? So she's had all these tests and she's had all these X-rays and 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 CT scans and things. And um, we're in Napier and Tess is with us and Finlay is with us, Tess's partner. And we're just planning on going to the lavender farm or wherever just it was. Just going to get an ice we cream, going, actually. Going to get an ice yeah. cream. And the phone went and it was Kev. And he said to Brian um, that mum had been, she, she has this stenosis, but she has also been um, diagnosed with stage four lung cancer that has spread to her brain. Um, yeah, so it was, God, this is hard. Yeah, it it was, it was, um, it was just such a, uh, uh, it's a shock more than anything. It's a you shock, know. You, yeah. you go in with a leg pain and come out with um, being diagnosed with stage four cancer, which yeah. is like the biggest shock in the world to anyone and be your mum more than anyone. But to us, it's just, it's just like someone pulling the rug from underneath you. It's just like everything that was there before is now completely changed in literally two seconds. Yeah. You know, and that's the hardest part. You know, I'm standing at the side of the road thinking, this is not real because, you know, I got out of the car because Kev never really calls me like that and if he does call me just you know is everyone out of earshot sort of thing and I'm like yes I'll get out of the car then mm. and you know you're just trying to take it on board as it's happening and thinking okay 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 it all starts the, the dots all start to join together and think that's why you've kept her in for so long and that's because obviously whatever they saw in the x-rays they wanted a CT scan and then whatever they saw in the CT scan needs an MRI and then 
Yes, and when you get the MRI, which is a 3D printed version of yourself or almost, um, or mapping of yourself, you, you can see this um, cancer and everything that's in there. Yeah. So we are in Napier and, you know, the hardest thing, I think, I've not the... I think the the, the the thing that I've I've always had is that whenever anything bad happens, and luckily I am a very very lucky person that bad things have been not happening to me, you know. And it's just, but when anything ever has happened in our life, I've always tried to protect the kids from it and just try to just deal with it in my own way. And um, Tess was there, and when Brian told me, and yeah, it was just. It was, it was, it was the worst thing and it was the best thing because to have your, your, your family around you at that time, just some of your family, obviously Sonny wasn't with me, but to have Brian and Tess and, and, and us all together was, 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 was very helpful and just strengthening and just to feel that around me. Anyway, we contacted the um owners of the house and said we're leaving you know we have to go and they said of course you know just can you take the cats to a cattery and we did and to be honest i can't really remember this there was only four day. days left of the of the stay just over four days five days oh, five days sorry it? yeah they had four days left of the holiday um yeah so but we just were desperate to get back and so yeah it's it, was the way forward. I mean, luckily they'd had a plan in place if anything ever went wrong, that they had a cattery to go to. And yeah. it, it, so I just phoned them up and, and sorted all that out. Yeah. But it was just, we just, we just left. You know, we tidied the house. I mean, looking back now, it was almost like, oh, why did you even do that? But we did. We tidied the house from top to bottom. And we, 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 we... We left it as we found it. We left it as we found it because it was beautiful. Do, yes, it is. Yeah. And we went home. And that was... um 10 days ago and the last week has just been oh for anyone who has ever been through this or is going through this you will know what I'm saying and it's just been a complete and utter roller coaster of of just emotions and just finding finding your feet and then you know just trying to going from being feeling strong to just feeling like utter crap and just feeling scared and weak and uh, let, but the thing is Liz I mean you say about feeling weak and stuff you, you're the oldest person in in the family with it with the siblings the kids um so you know it it your, your brother is over in uh England your sister's on the other coast you know um an eight nine hour drive away so you have to take everything on and you are now starting to arrange things and do things and sort things out so mm. you know it's not weak it's just all of a sudden it's a different stage of what you've got to go through, isn't it? Like, you know? Do you know what I, when I say weak? Do you know why I say weak? Go on. Because when I, when when I feel like I need some help, yep. it was all, it's always my it, mum that gives me that, you I know? know? I know, I know, yeah. She was the one that was like, and she still is. I mm -hmm. mean, she's 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 just to let you know, I mean, she is determined to beat this, you yeah, know? Exactly. I mean, her strength now is, is, is incredible. Um, you know, but, but yeah, when you're used to it being your mum who goes, come on, you can do it. You'll be all right. Keep going. And, you know, and then you're doing it for your mum. You're like, well, where is it? And I thank, I thank God that I've got you and I've got all my family and I've got all my community around me, yep. um, that, that we have built over the time and the people that we have, you who is listening to this now, I thank you from the bottom of my heart because, to be able to sit here on this podcast now yeah. and just talk like this and know that you're listening to it and giving me an ear to listen to, 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 to giving me that space, it, I couldn't recommend it highly enough. It's just, it's, it's a really, really wonderful, therapeutic. therapeutic thing to be able to do. Yeah. And hopefully this will help someone in the same position, like, you know, yeah. that's why we do that type of thing is what we're talking about. Yeah. And before I go, I just want I just want to share one more thing with you as well before we go because that's it. That's it. all is up to date now. You know where we are. You know why. If I've been quiet on comments and emails and things like that, you know why because this is what's been happening. And um, I'm just so, like I say, I'm so 
grateful that I can sit here and do this with you, Bri, and yeah. just just chat about it. Um, Mum is is she's she's had her, her diag uh, what's it called biopsy biopsy, and they're going to let her know in a couple of weeks what's the what 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 the results of that is. Um, I don't exactly know what that means, but. I think it's just to know that it, it is yeah. a cancerous tumor. That's what mm -hmm. that's what that's for. Just one hundred percent. It could be benign, a benign tumor, like you know. So you don't know. But it, if it's you know, it's in either the, way. So in the meantime, she has got this massively positive attitude of like, I have got these people around me. She's got advice from um, you know people professionals around her that she's taking. She's got a plan moving forward, and we are a hundred percent behind her on that plan. And and she's just. Again, she is astounding. She is, she blows me away with her absolute strength and determination and her confidence that things are going to be okay. You know, what mm. this will be okay. But I just wanted to share this with you because about three days ago, she phoned me. And you know what it's like when things like this happen? You have highs, not highs, but you feel strong and you're like, yeah, we're going to do this. This is going to be fine. You know, mm -hmm. we've, we're on this together. And then you can just be squeezing a lemon in the kitchen and all of a sudden you start crying your eyes out yep. because the lemon reminds me of my mum. Yeah, because she's got a lemon yep. tree. So therefore I must cry because this lemon reminds me. I told my mum that she's like, oh, thanks a lot. So when you see a lemon, you think of me. <laughs> all right, lemon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, no, not really. But, you know, but yeah, so we have I'm having highs and I'm having real lows. Um, but through this laughter is the medicine for me. Mm -hmm. Laughter is what is going to, to, to make me stronger. And so I am determined to keep this going with the, the podcast and just what is happening. Of course, I'm going to uh, be mentioning it because it would yeah. be wrong not to, but my mum has always been the sort of person that sees the fun and the laughter in everything. That's where I get my humor from. That's where I've inherited that from her. She comes from a family who laugh in the face of bloody really bad things, they laugh at everything, yeah. you know, and it, it, it's given me my wicked sense of humor. Anyway, she phoned me up the other day and she said, I've got to ask you something and you're not going to like it. It's going to be very uncomfortable. And I just thought, oh my God, she's going to ask me what color coffin she wants or something like that. Nice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah but that, that's what I thought, Brian. <laughs> I thought, please, no, 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 no. Don't be telling me where you want your ashes scattered. I'm not up to that. And she said, I want to ask you something. Get ready because this is going to be uncomfortable for you. And I just said, go on, mum. I just took a really deep breath. And she said, would you consider doing a podcast with me, documenting this whole journey? Yeah. Oh, and I was like, wow, really? Is that not, you know, oh, really? Yes. Yes, yeah. of course I would. Say, yeah, of course you would. Yeah. Of course I would. I can, I, I think I can do it. Yeah. Um, so that would be a whole different thing. That would be nothing to do with this podcast, but that would be something that my mum wants to do to help other people. Because she said to me, she said, and I totally and utterly agree with her when she says this. She said, when I first found out, and the same with us, wasn't it, Bri? Yeah. You first find out something like this. What's the first thing you do? You're Googling, 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 yeah. trying to find a podcast where someone else has gone through this, trying to find online what it means. What does stage four cancer mean? Like, you know, what, how does, what, what do I say to a person that's got cancer? Yeah. How does a person survive when their mum's got cancer? All these things that you're Googling and trying to find out. She wants to be the help that she needed. Yeah. And I am 100% behind her with that. Mm -hmm. So whether we do and we do it and we release, we, whether we release those podcasts, I don't know if we will. You know, it, like I say, it will be a completely different show. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to tell you that because if you are out there and you are going through the same thing, please know that I am with you and my mum's with you. And, you know, it's just, we're here. We're, 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 we're here. And the last thing I wanted to say, and I'm sorry I'm babbling. I'm, 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 exactly I'm, babbling I'm, I'm, no, but I'm aware that I'm talking quite fast. It's all right. People can put it on three three quarters of the speed. Can you? I think can you, you can. Do that, I think you can. We should do that with the, this podcast sometimes, the speed you talk. What I want to say is just talk about it to, to someone. Yeah. Just talk about it. Don't hold it in. Don't hold it in. Because whatever you're going through, and even if it's it, what whatever that thing is, you know, that you're going through and you need someone, just find someone to talk to. 
you know, if you're lucky enough to, to just have that person that you can just call because it's so easy at times like this to just think, I don't want to bother people. I don't want, they don't want to hear this. It's depressing. They don't want to, they want, they don't want their day bringing down. Just know that people are there for you. And that's the thing, even, you know what, sometimes like, like you say, it's amazing when you put a microphone in front of someone or yourself and you talk, you can do it on your phone these days. Just no one needs to hear it, but you just talk and talk into it as if you're talking to someone. Because sometimes it needs to come out your mouth and not stay in your head. Mm. And that's the thing, isn't it? Like, you know, because it can help enormously if you just talk. Yeah. It, no one has to hear it, but just press record on your phone. You might want to listen to it in six months and think, wow, look where I was then, look where I am now type thing, you know? Yeah. And see how I've come along or, you know, pick out bits there and think, oh my God, that's what I was thinking. That's why I feel like this. Just do it. Try it. That's really good advice. Lose, yeah. Because I would, I would I, in my mind, I always think journaling, like writing well, it's the same it. Thing, but yeah, isn't it, it yeah. is. But just almost just saying it out loud, like you say, just if you can talk to someone it or like. real, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. There you go. Yeah. 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 So there we go. That's that's the podcast. And like I say, we did say it was it was a real, this is a real behind the scenes. And I just feel so much better. I just want to say thank you so much yeah. for joining us, for being here, for letting me talk like this. And thank you, Bri, for just sitting opposite me and holding my hand and just being that tower of strength because yeah. I know that it's t- it's not just me this is affecting it's it's all of us it's the whole family gets affected by yeah. something like this you know yeah it really, really really does it's not you know there's, there's, there's no selfishness there's no one person it's all about me or that yeah. and it's just like everyone just feels it don't they mm-hmm. mm. and hopefully this will again it's one of those things where you see people and you see them from the outside just remember whatever you're seeing everyone is the same we're all going through stuff you know, we all go through that, the things that, that hurt and that make us cry and make us a heart palpitate and make us sweat and all those things. So when you see people and they seem to have this amazing. Oh, you know, sorry. Yeah, I said which way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was just, yeah. Go on. Amazing life. It's just like it, everyone, we're all the same. Of course we're we are. all the same. We're all and struggling. We're all, all in this all, together. Yeah. You know, yeah. we really are. And don't forget if you're driving. Don't beep at that person. You just don't know what day they're having. You really, really don't. That's exactly right. It's not worth it, is it? Until next time, stay strong, stay happy, stay smiling and send me lots and lots of positive love and thoughts. And if you want to chat, remember, I always say this every week. If you want to send me an email, I will be more than honoured to get that email from you. Um, Liz at It's a Drama, Brian at It's a Drama. If you just want to just say hello just to know we're here for you. We are here for you. We really are. We we turn up here every week and we're here for you. So just know that you're not alone. We're right here with you. Stay strong and I will speak to you next time. Yep. So Kia Kaha, as Liz said, stay strong. And um, people might not know what Kia Kaha is from, but it's, it's from the Maori people, the indigenous people of New Zealand. And that's what they say is Kia Kaha, which is stay strong. And don't forget that. And that's why we always say it. And kia u, kia u is stay true. Yeah. That, say true to yourself. Kia u and like ooh, I move my head from the microphone. So we'll see you next time. Okay, bye. Bye now.